Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 18th episode of the Footy Fantasy Podcast. I have with me my regular co-host, Ayo. Hi, everybody. As usual, producer, ever silent producer, Bolu is right here. We have a new guest today, Ovie, an Arsenal fan. Ovie, how are you doing? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me here. I'm uh, doing okay today. Well, I hope you're going to do better than your team. <laughs> <laughs> Last week was Ayo's birthday, and uh, I know you had a good time. Uh, we'll keep some of that private, but we definitely got reports of all he did. And first of all, before his birthday, he actually went to Old Trafford. We spoke about it um, the last podcast. It was a good experience for him. And then he also had a good birthday. And, um, <laughs> happy birthday, Ayo. Yeah, thanks, Many thanks. happy returns, bro. Many happy returns. It feels good to turn 21. It feels good. As usual, man. <laughs> so your, so your hair is growing faster. Correct. You cannot buy me beer now. So today we're going to talk about, do a little bit of a European roundup at the end. We're going to talk about some players, people like Yao Felix. And uh, we're going to talk about PSG. There's a little bit of drama going on at PSG, as usual. This time of the year, it just starts <laughs> happening. January. Just before Champions League. Yeah, exactly. It starts happening. But first of all, we're going to kick off with the EPL. Um... There are three transfers over the past window, the winter window that was what you call the eye-catching transfers. Um, the main one, of course, was Bruno. That's the big money transfer of the January um, window from Sporting to Manchester United. Uh, a very good upcoming player, Bergwin, was signed by Sports. And, of course, Minamino was signed by Liverpool, coming from PSV and Dortmund, respectively. They're actually good young players that actually, you know, first few um, matches we've seen them in European football, they were good. And um, if they can continue with the trajectory they've been going on, I think they will do very, very well in the Premier League. But we want to talk about what, how you all thought about their debuts. What do you think about them? Um, so what do you think about Minamino, for example? Uh, so for Minamino... Uh I think it's a perfect buy for the Liverpool of current. They is high energy, two-footed, selfless. It just reminds me of a Firmino, but on the wing. So he's the kind of player I see fitting in to club because you know just their front three is set. It's pretty much just there to be the optional rotational player whenever they need um, someone to fill in. So. I think it's a perfect buy for them. For the price they got to him, it's a steal in this market. So I think I think that's a big plus for them. They've found a way to strengthen their team without spending much money. So is that eight million? Yeah, like seven, eight million. So (laughs) it's surprising in this market. Yeah, what was so funny about him is um, that number one, it was like nobody knew from what the rumors were. That I feel like some money has passed from that that we don't know. Like nobody knew about that price because it was one of those things that you could have. You know, like Haaland was cheap as well, but Correct. at least people, a lot of people went in there. Liverpool closed that deal before anybody could sniff at it. And what I like about the guy watching him, you said he looks like Firmino. I think he looks more like an improved Lalana. What I mean, an improved Lalana is like you said, he had two feet, two feet yeah, very but he's a real central midfielder, even though he can play across the front three. He's a real central midfielder. That deft touch of like um, David Silva, that ability to create a little bit in the middle. Liverpool lacked that. Since Lallana got injured and has been unable to break back into the team, he's the one player, they, you know, that deafness of touch in the midfield, they don't have it. What they have is this brawn, they have this physicality, they have hard work in midfield. But, I mean, before they won the Champions League, there was this time when people were trolling their midfield, going, hey, when last did Henderson mm-hmm. uh, score a goal? Score a goal. When last did they, the, three, mm-hmm. the three of them, not even Correct. one, create a goal? They didn't have an assist for almost a whole season. Yeah. So I think, you know, he gives them some finesse. That's the word. Yeah. He gives them yeah. some finesse. So, yeah, so when I say more like Femino mm-hmm. or Elizabeth like Femino, I was talking about his selflessness. Like, yeah. you know the way Femino plays? Yeah. Right. Sane, Mane and um, Salah's try because of yeah. the way Femino plays. That's so, right. he's that kind of player. Mm-hmm. People are going to thrive just because he's going to do all the dirty work for you. Yeah. He's going to run everywhere. He's two-footed. He's, mm-hmm. So, like I said, like Lana, that yeah. two-footed ability, I, yeah. I love that in players. When I see players that are two-footed, it makes me happy. I like that about him, but it's the deafness of his touch. Yeah, yeah. That, so that, 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 he's, that, he's that kind of the sweet passing yeah. he gives. It's, of course, like, Kick he up. can dribble. That's the other part of it. That is that skill where he can just turn anyone. 
And talking about dribbling, this guy is actually a very good dribbler from the little bit I saw of him. He made his debut at the weekend um, in the big game. He had actually the best debut so far, um, Bergwin. Um, of course, he got the goal. Um, but he actually had, he had, he has this drive. There's this thing about direct wingers that we don't see that much. Guys that, when Memphis Depay used to be here, and um, Sterling reminds me of the same thing. Guys that drive, you know, get the ball and attack the guy and attack the box. He gives me that vibe as he's going to be that kind of guy. Very different from Ericsson, the guy they bought him to Correct. replace. What do you think? Oh, Bedouin. I think um, Bedouin is exactly what he was in PSV, right? He's a tricky winger. He has pace. He can play on the right and left. I think his best side is on the right. But I think this game he played him on the left because they wanted Son to be playing from the right and yeah. they were switching. And Mora yeah. is playing down the middle. Yeah. I think it's going to be a very good addition to Spurs. Counter-attacking football, of course. That's that's the Mario template everywhere it goes. Like, sit back and break on the break. It also looks like he can shoot, yeah. which helps Spurs because it looks like so far Spurs, their best shooter has always been Son. So anytime Son is off, the shooting boots like this, they... They can't do anything else apart from maybe it goes in the box. So I think Bedouin was a, a good um, signing, very well. And he might be, he might be, if he can continue at this pace, if he didn't get injured, because look like he got off injured. Yeah. He might be, he might be the guy to drive them up to that, that top four, you know. Yeah, his injury looks like fatigue, though. No, yeah, like, just cramps. Just so like cramps and tight sore muscles. Yeah, it should be fine. But talking of shooting, this guy shot, uh, Bruno Fernandes made his debut against Wolves on Saturday. And that guy shot. I don't know if he shot more than the whole, the two teams combined or just Manchester United alone, but he shot more than every single player on that pitch. That guy took shots whenever he saw the goalkeeper. Correct. Keeper, shoot. Keeper, shoot. Keeper, shoot. And that was really, really, in my opinion, very, very, very clean performance. Um, I think people expected so much from him, you know, being that he's a goal-scoring midfielder. They expect Basically, what happened to Bergwijn was supposed to happen to him. He's the guy people thought was going to score the debut goal, but... Or I think he gave Manchester United was um, there was something weird I've not seen in Manchester United in a long time. There's this assurance in possession they had against Wolves, and it was very very important because Wolves is the team that actually upsets Manchester United. Reading them, they Manchester United has not played well against Wolves, and they've played them so many times Correct. over the past two years. But in this game, this was the first game I saw Manchester United go out, outplay Wolves, dominate them with and without the ball. Wolves actually became. A, Fully counter-attacking team. They gave up trying to, you know, impose themselves for a while on that game. And I think part of that reason was because this guy had a range of passing that complemented Bruno Fernandez's range of passing. And they kind of pushed that midfield back and gave confidence to people like Lindelof to step out, you know. So I think he, basically, he was a good player that improved a very cheap midfield. That's just what I think. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I think so too. I think he's he reminds me of a, a little bit of Rio Costa. Rio Costa. And I know he hasn't compared. Mm-hmm. He said that, and I watched that for that one. I saw. I didn't watch the game. Obviously, I saw extended highlights. Um, he plays just like him. He wants to shoot at every opportunity. Um, he looks like at some point tried to force it a little bit, but I think that was more of just the system and the players around him, you know. But I think he'd be a good player, especially when they move him further forward for instead of forward. playing deep. Yeah. So that that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to Arsenal. Arsenal. We have uh, in our Arsenal. <laughs> There's a weird yeah. thing going on with <laughs> Arsenal. Uh, I saw this statistic this morning, and um, um, on my social media, it was going off because Arsenal fans somewhere reacting very negatively to that post. It was a post that had um, win rate. <laughs> Emery, Lundberg, so. and of course uh, Ateta, and Ateta has the worst win rate of all of them. Of course, this guy played five games only, Lundberg, but Ateta has played six games, and this so, guy had more games. But it was this season. I think this guy had fourteen games, Emery, uh, and they were going okay. It kind of actually sums up that meme. Sums up the problem we think Arsenal are going to have to ask themselves: Are they progressing? One win in six games. Seven games. Okay, seven yeah. games. Yeah. yeah, six drops. Six drops. Right? Against the one loss. To okay, one loss and five. Against loss. the middle of the table, middle range Manchester United team. <laughs> Arsenal has been flattering us a lot. Are they really flattering to deceive? Or are they so, flattering so to, they, do, this, to do well this later? Is, uh, 
This is a very tricky question. It's what they call it, <laughs> chicken and egg question. Yeah, for many, how you can justify your whatever it is. So you, you want to start with so the chicken or the egg? Let's 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 just start from somewhere. <laughs> because uh, the first thing I would say is, after that took over, Arsenal were tenth. Seven games later, they're still tenth. So you can, if you say they have not been progression, I mean, there's clear facts there. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, if you watch the games, the one. Thing they criticized Arsenal for was defensive, just callability. They were yeah. just weak. There was no mentality. And with Emery, the issue was not even that. The issue was just there was no philosophy. Was just, no everything was, everything was lost. We didn't yeah. know what he was trying to do. Is he trying to counter-attack? Is he trying to possess the ball? Is he trying to press up top? Nobody had a clue what he was trying to do. If he tried to play from the back, he would just play one way this way. The next game is playing a different way. What I would say for Ateta's game is that why people like Ateta, why, why everybody's still saying Ateta is because they actually see improvement. They're the way they play. Defensively, I mean, they kept a clean sheet. They, they've started keeping less, considering less goals. He has revived players that we thought were gone, like Mustafi, like Granit Zaka. So, based on that, because he, he has to know his team. So, I'm sure for him, he wants to use these six months to know the players and decide which ones he wants to keep and which ones he wants to let go. But there's only one way to know, by playing them and seeing for himself which one can fit what he's trying to do. So instead of, have they really improved? I mean, most times you want to build from the back. You want to solidify your defense and then move on. So defensively, there's more structure. There's all that. Result-wise, nothing yet in terms of progression. The results are similar to Lundberg, similar to what Emery had. But the thing is, when you watch them play, yes, there's a better better. connection with the fans. There is more structure in the, in the gameplay. They seem like the players are on board with what he's trying to pass on. Because of the quality of the players, we don't expect this thing to happen overnight. So now you're, you're dealing with the chicken part. Yes. Because this part is what we're saying. <laughs> yes. The results are not good results, enough, yeah, but I mean, the, the performances are better. The players are better. better the performance but, against Chelsea was... Yeah, they lost, this. but they played well. In the old... Both, both hmm? games. No, both they games. lost okay, the first game and they drew the second game. So Look, both games, they played well. The second game especially... With 10 men. In the Arsenal that we know. Would have crumbled. The Arsenal that has the same mentality as yeah. the Spurs. So that's, that what, that's what I said, about, that's what I said about the structure. And looks it's, better. It's, it's better. So now you're telling so, me about... But what is the, the egg? Yeah. And what I'm talking about is... Okay. The results are not improving, but the performances are improving. Weirdly, in football, sometimes it's the flip, where the yeah. results are better, but the performance issues. So it's the problem now. Um, and before I say this, I have to say that I believe Arsenal are a very well-run club. One of the best-run clubs in England. The problem they might have is lack of investment. So why I'm asking this question is, is the problem with Arsenal that finally Arsenal have come to an idea where if you don't invest, we are not getting anything going forward. It's just going to be, yeah, can, but you know, like you're not going to make a good soup without buying yes. quality so, ingredients. Yeah, like, like you, yeah, you made it, I mean, you said a very good point there, but the issue is who are you going to buy in January? There are very few good players that are. No, not to... about January. I'm yeah, talking so, about because like January is I think he's, he's trying to know his players. That's why he didn't try. Mustafa was supposed to have gone. He said, no, I don't want to sell him. Saka was supposed to have gone. He said, no, I don't want to sell him because he wants to know for himself not based on what other people have said. So I think that, that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to know his team and then decisions will be made in the summer. Those decisions, how much will they invest? Eh, we will find out. I don't expect it to be Man City, Chelsea-like. Of course But not. I expect it, at least last season, they bought Pepe, they bought... So they're, they're showing signs that they are willing to spend if they find the right player. They were, look, they were looking for a tricky winger that could be mesmerizing, that could be bring something special. That's why they go back for Pepe. Doesn't work that exactly as they planned, but you can see their thought process. Yes. They wanted somebody who would come and be a game changer, who would be a difference maker. So they went and they put money in paper. When people felt they should have bought a center back. My fear, my fear is this for Arsenal is that um, looking at the contracts of some of the key players yeah. in Arsenal, Aubameyang, Lacazette, uh, uh, their contracts are running out. So. Yeah, so Aubameyang has one yet. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, summer, so I think I don't expect him to stay. Time. I don't know. Uh, there are two. two. I don't okay. expect Obama to stay if, if one in Champions League. Okay, but th- it now brings this question where there's a chance you won't get to Champions League this season. Yeah, That's so you one. sell him and it's one year like, sell him and move on. You that problem is that if Obama goes, 
you're now you've now gone from are we do we have to improve our center back, we have to improve our midfield to we have to buy top yeah, nine but, again. Yeah, but if you if, it's, not reset. if you sell Obama Young, I expect at least fifty million. Maybe not because he has one year. Yeah, like, but he still might a push top, it. It's still a top striker. You hold on till you get the money. No, you hold on. You hold on to January. You end up getting ten no, no, million. No, no, like, hold on. Um, like hold on. Milan. Hold on till like July, not January. Once, once August. I mean, once July reaches, you just sell it. Whatever it is at that time, you don't. You let him there's go. no need to. That's the mistake we made with people like Sanchez and Ozil. There's no need to drag it on. Once you set a hard deadline, end of July, whatever it is, best of it at that point, you take it and move on. That's and invest it. So even point. if you can buy a top striker, maybe you can buy a top winker. Maybe you can buy someone like uh, Leroy Sandy who has one year left on his contract. Maybe. Maybe you can buy a Zahar that's already used to the Premier League. So stuff like that. You, might not, you don't really have to replace them. In the same position, but you can just replace it somewhere that will strengthen the team and it might not be so bad. Okay. I think so, Ateta is a good coach. He's a good manager. Yeah, no, from I what think I he has clear, clear ideas on how he wants to play. Now, the resources he has to work with, obviously, is like super, super limited. And it's going to take time. You can tell, especially Arsenal starts games well and they always, towards the end of the game, they, they get into the intensity yeah, of the his fitness world, Yeah, yeah you I can still see like the fitness. The fitness is really, really, is really, really far behind him what he wants. But I think he has clear ideas. Like you said, what's going to happen this summer? Like what have you yeah. said? I also want to point out one thing quickly. Let's look, mm-hmm. look at Liverpool. Liverpool sold Coutinho and pretty much bought Alisson and, and Van Dijk. Van Dijk. And we would have thought they would do have a better team selling Coutinho. Yeah. Sometimes but, you just have to move on. But th- th- there's a difference there, which was at, at the they time they were money, selling though. They got Coutinho, good money for him. They had they not got, just gotten good money for him. But it was no longer They had already yeah, kind of um, like phased him out of the team. Yeah, it's true. Sa- Salah, Mane, Femino were established. But, he was even going to be messing up that vibe. Yeah. So it was good to move him on. It's not... It, 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 if it was the case of where you're going, like Azera or Birmingham, one of them go... The, but this is a case where two of them are actually being... Yeah, <laughs> so I, I honestly think mm-hmm. there's no way they're selling both. That's if there's true. if if Oba is signing, maybe Laka can go mm-hmm. if they get a good offer. But if Oba is not signing, Laka is not going anywhere. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. how, that's, that's the way to approach it. We'll jump over to our, your, your cross-town <laughs> rivals, Chelsea. <laughs> I, I want you to take this one because this is a very, 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 very funny one. I, uh, I'm a man to another fan. It's well-documented and... <laughs> You know, I spent uh, almost two years laughing at my club, crying about it. Then I laugh again and I cry about it. And why I do this is because I go, look, I'm sitting down here. I'm a couch analyst. And then I can see that, look, my son added this a midfield. Oh, they need some help. They need a striker. Basically, you can see the deficiencies from outside. And it's glaring. And this guy is excited. Oh, we're going to take our time. We're going to take our time. We're the experts. We know better than you. Then flip side, Chelsea were the... The good wrong club to me, the most successful club in the past decade in England. And then these guys got the transfer ban from the transfer ban. Everybody was like, Oh, they're suffering because of the transfer ban. They need players, they need players. They need these guys walked into January like they didn't have a plan, they didn't even try and make a loan deal. All that seemed to happen was their players, people were trying to get players out of their club, correct, as opposed to them getting players in. And makes me wonder. They just shoot themselves in the foot by not buying any players. Ayo, what do you think? Short term, mm-hmm. I'll say yes, they did. Because you could see that those young kids, like we know, young kids are inconsistent, right? The beginning of the season, they, were, they started their house on fire. They were like going, going, going. And now they've reached that patch that we kind of all predicted, me and Pridia, mm-hmm. the season, where they're going to get inconsistent injuries. And at this point, they needed like a Higuain, like they got. They needed like a you know, like Mertens, I heard they went to Mertens, mm-hmm. Mertens and, and Cavani declined to come. Um, you have gone in for someone like that where even when the game is just scrappy and the game's not going, they create one or two chances, they bury it. What's so funny is their problem is not even created. They create a lot of chances and their chances, like a lot of good crosses, mm-hmm. they have that mm-hmm. set up where they overload the win they and do, make yeah. crosses. But Abraham is going to that rough patch where confidence and there's nobody there's else no fit. to come in. It's not fit, exactly. Yeah. He's playing through the pain barrier or whatever they say that he's doing. So, Short term, I think it's going to hurt them. I think they might still make top four, but they need, like, literally, they literally need Pulisic to come back to that form he was September, October, because I heard he's coming back next game week. They need somebody else to come back and, like, or Messi Mount to go back to where he was. They need, like, at least two people to go back to where they were, like, creating and scoring. Because if that doesn't happen, I honestly see sports catching them. That's what I see happening. I see sports catching them. 
I think. Uh, I think. Do you know you get to that thing where you're running, you're running the league, you're doing your job, and then you slip up once, then you slip up again, and then now you're no longer worried about looking up. You're looking at the guys behind you. It's beginning to happen to Chelsea. Correct. And these guys are breathing down. Not just sports, but the other teams. Yeah. I remember when I mentioned that they might be dragged into a, a race for top five and top six. The race for top five, top six, seven, those guys beneath them, the problem they have is that they're not consistent. Yeah. Once they drag Chelsea into that inconsistent battle, anything goes. Correct. Anything goes. Correct. And that's my fear because you're talking about Mason. Like, if you think about it this way, Mason and uh, Abraham. Abraham hasn't been fed for almost a month since he took a knock before the Christmas that he's been carrying in his yeah. breast. Mason Mount has been carrying this thing since Pulisic got injured. For some reason, um, Williams' form dropped it, yes, once Pulisic dropped now. went out. So, what I'm asking is, you're telling me that these two kids, for their development, because that's, a, that's the long-term plan you're talking about, they will for playing through all of this, they will end up becoming better stars in the future. Yeah. But it's not better for their development if they make the Champions League next season. It's not worse if they miss the Champions League. What yeah. do you think of it? Yeah, this? it might be worse, but I think they looked at it this way. They wanted to add top quality additions, noise about people like Jadon Sancho, people like Timo Werner, and they quickly realized that it wasn't going to happen in January. So that's why they still going for people like Mertens, Cavani, and that at the end, but mm. they just, I don't think it just didn't work out. I think... I think Lampard is not utilizing his whole team. I mean, you see how strikers like Bashwai, Giroud. Yes, they might not be top strikers, but that's obviously Abraham is not fit. Issue. You need that's to rotate right. the, rotate the guy. The guy is not fit. The guy is a young boy. He's done well for his. For, I mean, for his first full season in the Premier League. Why not utilize Bashwai a little bit? Why not utilize Giroud a little bit? You don't have to. They, they don't have to be world stars. Did you see his misses though? Yeah, <laughs> but you have to start from somewhere. This guy, Giroud has pretty well not played any games. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand why he did. So yeah. I mean, of season, he was using Giroud for yeah. the first two, three games. Yeah. All of a sudden, he just you throws just, him out. Yeah, so which is what I mean. I don't understand, I don't understand that. that. So you, can, I don't see why you cannot just give the guy some minutes. Even and, if like yeah. Carling Cup, he yeah. wasn't playing. So, right? He doesn't yeah. play Giroud. So what's going on? Yeah. So I think for the top target that they wanted, there was only someone like maybe Zaha. And if you get someone like Zaha, you probably can't get it at the center in summer. So they don't want to lock up their options. They're thinking, you know what, why don't we see what we can do? Maybe we could have just gotten an experienced striker, but it didn't work out. And they said, you know what, let's just move on. So for me, I think they need to manage the team a little better. Yes, some players have hit the wall. They're young players, they're going to do that. Then this, that's the time to bring in other players. But Shari is he's not a top player, but I think he's a good enough striker that can get you some goals in the Premier League. Giroud has done it for me. Yes, he's old, but you know the way Giroud plays. Once you have mobile guys around him, he's going to function. That's so that's what you need to do. Find a way Definitely. to play to those guys' strengths. And, and I think they, they can... St- I mean, they're still favorites for top four. Yeah. It's up to them for them to decide if they make top four or not. It's I, really in their own court. I, it's up to them. I found out something that when I started watching football, it was the managers were not flexible enough. Basically, you have one type of striker, one type of offense, cross the ball, head the ball, you know, that guy fucks in the box. Then he changed to mobile striker. You know, they were mixing that up a bit. As a matter of fact, it was one mobile um, eight, uh, 10 or 8 behind a, a solitary 9. Yeah. Now we're getting to a point where managers now are getting so stubborn that they don't want a particular kind of player. So there's really no variety to games. And I think at the end of the day, we might get back to a point where pragmatic managers like Moreno and the likes might come back to the fore, not because their style is the best, but because they might start winning again. If the likes of Lampard, Laguna Solskjaer, for example, and chaps like that, even people like Brendan Rodgers, who are not taking too many risks by having too much variety in their teams, do not win, the pragmatic guys like the Wilder of Sheffield United, the um, Mourinho at Spurs, and this guy at um, um, Wolves, if they keep getting success, other people are going to copy them. That's just what I feel. I like good football, so I want the guys that are you know playing more beautiful to win. Because I know whoever wins sets the trend. Correct. So I just um, I, I don't know. Uh, I think this is a good um, point for us to segue into um, Carly Cup yeah. review. I guess the game to review is mostly the Villa Leicester game. I mean, 
That was. Uh, I think I need props for that game. I kind of called it. <laughs> Did you know? We do, we both called Leicester. No, we both. But I remember I said, "This is a semi-final. Anything could happen." Yes. I kept saying that it was weird, and I, I was saying the same thing about the Manchester United uh, City game then, and um, that game for me is actually a bit of of uh, the you know that analogy of the whole season for um, Leicester now. Leicester season might end up being. Too close, but not enough. If they're not careful, too close to what? Too close to what? That's a good question. We're not winning the league. They're not winning. Okay, the league. no, but there's a possibility if they don't start winning now. It's been what one win in six games. If they don't start winning, they might get dragged into no, the no, Chelsea. No. I think Leicester is making top four. Oh, let's hope so, so. Which is good enough for them. Let's hope so. What else can they actually? Let's hope I see so. where you're going yeah. from. Yeah, I just feel like they have it. They have a, a, a cushion yeah. for to the fifth position. Yeah. Yeah. They have a cushion. Yeah, yeah. I think the only thing you can say mm-hmm. is that they had a good opportunity to make a cup final. Correct. Which they didn't do. They should have. But instead of the league, I think they're going to be fine if they come third. I don't see them coming less than third because they're just too far. And Chelsea is too inconsistent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's and what so I was going to say. That just, is, they have that it's, cushion. It's just not going to happen. And I don't I see how it's going to happen. Brendan Rodgers is... Yeah, I think there will be some games too, where... I would where, say too experienced. Yeah, but I think it just, he has learnt. He from, has been bought in the past for so many yeah. times that... Yeah. When yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, and he's doing it now, yeah. you see. He's not that... He's not that... He's not that... He's not that... He's bringing in actual now. He's bringing players. He's working. He's like, okay, you're not working. I'm getting... coming. He's bringing people in like, I need to win this game. I need to get the draw. He's switching so, things out. That's right. Yeah, so I, I think they'll be okay. I just get over the line. The, the, the reason why I, I said that too close but not close enough was because um, if, they, if they make top four, which I believe they will, mm-hmm. that's that's great for their season. But winning that trophy I agree with you. would be great for them. That was their chance. That was their chance for the trophy. This is where that this thing is very, very silly. That was their chance. Because they could have beat this Aston Villa in a one-off win. game. Yeah. Aston Villa, I was about to say, Aston Villa, Aston Villa can, can win. City. Yeah, they can. In a one-off game. They could. <laughs> they can. They can. No, believe me, they can. It could happen. If City are, if City are still in doing... But don't forget that City... Are, are still, this, City yeah, because City have doing. beat the wall. City are... I don't Mental know. What we love about City is the way that they, they pass the ball mm-hmm. and then they leave the ball and still just tap yeah. it in. But so, so for some reason now, they still want to do that every single goal. Correct. So yeah, they're they they making that extra pass where they don't need to. Yeah. They need to just take the ball, score focused, the goal. So uh, there's something going on that, that, I don't know what it is, but there's just something they going on. They remind me of... In the one-off uh, game, anything's possible. I, City I'm remind not, me of... Go ahead. I'm not too worried mm-hmm. about City because mm-hmm. I would have been worried for them if they were not creating chances. Mm-hmm. They're creating chances, they're just being yeah. not clinical. I do, I do not expect that to happen three, four games in a row. I think they'll come back to that point where they start scoring and everything. Ah, yeah, but the problem that's you what have, I think. The, now, when mm-hmm. they get to Champions League, mm-hmm. and I said it when I did the match reaction, exactly. I think that's where they're going to get burnt because they need to get back to that level where they are crisp. Because mm-hmm. to beat mm-hmm. this Madrid side I'm watching, Madrid... Madrid the other teams... No, no, no. That's Madrid first. That's, mm-hmm. that's yeah. their first barrier. First to barrier. cross that barrier, that Madrid barrier. Madrid is playing like a... Almost like an Italian side now. Old Italian side, very pragmatic, defensively solid. They score one goal and you're not scoring them. Yeah. If City wants to beat that over two legs, they need to go back to the form they were. Was it like two, three weeks ago where they were like those smacking teams left and right? If they don't get back to that point, they they will get they will get knocked out. I think that I think that they've they've reached a level where they need to do a wholesale change in the <laughs> team. They have to let a few players go. It might be a case of where people like David Silva, people like he's um, going, yeah. Yeah, he's going, he's people going. like Aguero. It might be time for them to go, not because they're not good enough players anymore, but because they might need a new challenge. I think they've been burnt out in the city, whole city. That you're so, not pressing yeah. system. Yeah. Then the other thing I noticed is it, it, creating chances and not scoring them is not good sometimes because if it keeps on going on, and it's happened a lot with City this season where they are play teams and then that team goes up and scores, boom. Um, Spurs, Norwich, boom, one goal. The problem City now has is you're not trying to overdo it. Because the more you create chances and you don't score, the more you want to make sure. That's why sometimes they've been over elaborate, trying to walk it into the net because they don't want to miss it. And so this creates that mental, that lingering mental effect where they get onto the next game and they carry it on, and or you know even in the same game they start freezing and the other team smarts them. So I I think um, I'm not worried about them making top four, but I cannot. This is not the city team that I can wake up and say they'll beat any team in the yeah. Premier League, and I'm sure that they'll win the Carling Cup because they're city. The same way that you're not sure that they can beat um, Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. There's it, look, I'll 
put it to you like this. As I'm sitting down here, I'm telling you that there's a chance that Liverpool will go from now to the end of the season without drawing another game. Correct. I'm not saying losing, drawing another game. That's, That's how good they're looking. I'm not even sure. I don't know which city is going to turn up in the next games. That's so, the weird thing about City. One thing again, I'm losing about City, the couple of big games, they make a lot of tactical fouls and for some reason, their players now end up getting red cards. I'm like, so Zincheco, we saw it with Zincheco, we saw it mm. against Wolves, they got a red card and I'm like, why are you making that challenge halfway, half, halfway line? I mean, there's no pressure to make that challenge. They, they, so those things put them in a position where pretty much they're already set. I mean, they're already... About, I mean, so there was no way they could play that game against sports the way they were played and with one man down. I think, I think it's something that we can discuss at length yeah. for a different segment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have to roll on That's this time. Uh, yeah, we'll this time, uh, we'll go on a break. Back from our break and this segment to where we all our gives us FPL updates on who's hot and who's not. So welcome to another FPL update and roundup and your segment called Who's Hot and Who's Not. And today we're going to talk about who's hot. The man who runs down the wing, the Egyptian king, Mo Salah, five goals in six games. His prices started to rise again. Is on fire now with Liverpool's next few fixtures, which will be against bottom sides and mid table sides. Salah will be a good shout if you can afford him. Get in him, get him in, <laughs> don't get in him. <laughs> so, Mo Salah, hot, 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 hot. Now, who's not hot? The party is over for Vardy. Vardy has not scored since December, around Christmas. Um, some people are saying maybe the new baby is keep, keeping him up at night, you know, and maybe he's not having a full full night's sleep, but most likely he's just recovering, recovering from his injury. So Jamie Vardy, he's not hot, and it might be the time to start thinking of replacing him with another option who can get you goals because he is in really bad form at the moment. The party is over for Vardy, so Vardy is not out. And also, with the transfer deadline, they just gone by. We have a couple of new, interesting players coming into the Premier League. If you want to have a look at Bruno Fernandes from Manchester United, his stats look very good from outside, but let's see what he does in the Premier League. You might want to get him in. And also Steven, Steven from Spurs, who scored on his debut for Spurs against City, also looks an interesting shout. And just a reminder, the last segment I said Sun is hot, and it proved me right. Scored against Man City, so that's another option if you want to get in a Spurs player. Aubameyang is back from Ban, from his Ban for. Red card is another option you can be looking at to get in. So that's our segment for this week. The next game week is split over two weekends. There'll be four matches this week and six matches the following weekend. So just know that and put that into your consideration when you're making your plans. Until next time, cheers. Um, that was good. Update from Ola. Uh, we go to our European roundup. We have to talk about Jao Felix at Atletico Madrid. Uh, I know we had this discussion earlier. This is where we compared his progression with Jason Sancho. Um, we'll start with Bucci first. Bucci, what do you think? What do you think is going on with Jao Felix and Atletico as a whole? They're just, I watched their last um, game in Madrid. Um, I saw extended highlights. I watched part of the game, extended highlights also. Um, they look so the thing about them is when I even watch them now, the defensively solidity that they used to have, I don't even see it as much now. They gave up a lot of chances in that game. That game they could have easily lost that game three or four goals. Um, when I watch one of that game, I watch one of that game they played like two weeks ago. They played zero zero. Like they're not even they don't even come across to me as soon as that counter attacking Atletico side they hit you on the break. 
And they have all these pieces. Like they have Lemar, Thomas Lemar. They yeah, have bro. Morata. They have Jao Felix. They have very good attacking South Niggas. They have very good attacking players. If you ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, Diego Simeone was the king of one thing. He was the king of part the boss in a way that people didn't dislike. People didn't dislike him maybe because he was in Atletico, stuck between two giants. Correct. And, and so people were like, okay, look, we're just liking you because you might... Your soccer is ugly. Yeah, it's really, really horrible to look at, but you're the underdog, so we like you for that reason. Got to Champions League final, almost did it a few times. Twice. And people really started respecting this guy and his team. But of course, the problem was that I think... I mean, this is me trying to play psychoanalysis here and go... My guy wanted to leave. There was a time we heard he was going to go to Arsenal. There was that time when even Chelsea, there was these rumors that he was going to leave. Bayern job, all of, almost every big job that came up, he was being linked to it. I think he was what he wanted to leave because he felt that maybe he, he could do better. And why I feel this is, lo and behold, a year down the line, these guys break their mold and start trying Spending. to do the whole new thing. And what I mean a whole new thing is, this was even before Griezmann left. They spent money on Lemar. They spent money on... Now they spent money on Yao Felix. There's this other guy they spent money on. I forgot his name. Um, one of the forward players. They went and brought back... Um, Morata. Morata. They actually went and they were very expansive <coughs> in the transfer market, doing things. They brought like 10 players. About the summer, yeah. I remember. 10. They brought so many Trippier. players. Spent so much players. <laughs> Trippier, so much that's money. true. Trippier, you know... Um, why that was weird was... Number one, this wasn't what the style of business. The style of business was acting like Sporting Lisbon. Buy this unknown guy from French League, or South America, South America, Italian League. Recycle players, Spanish players that left when they were young to go abroad. EPL, Germany couldn't do well. Bring them back, recycle them, turn them to stars. Keep uh, Atletico Academy graduates. Mold them into a team, a team of people that might not be able. Basically, the sum of this team was better than the sum of the individual parts. They were just excellent together. Now you bring in stars and then maybe not not playing for each other. That's just it. To me, if if you ain't broke, don't fix it. So about the Alfredis question is just a simple question. I don't know if he's been stifled by Atletico. I think he might have gone into Atletico at the wrong time. That's Mm. just the way I see it. And let's go is at a point where their future will, their future might suffer a little bit. They might need to change manager because this is not the guy to build the team they're trying to build. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Ovi? Any thoughts about Jack? Yeah, Felix? I mean, so love, he's a lot of good points there. I think the, I just think at Let's Go has plateaued. There's, there's, there's only so far you can do with the resources that they have. And I mean, they've tried, they've been Champions League finals a couple of times, they've won the league, they've been in so many cups. Final make a lot of good cup runs, but it's just reached a point where you've you've done your best. So a change is needed. You know, you change players, or more than, which is easier. You change the coach. So that might be the way they might have to go. But I think what what I would say is that um, you said oh they've changed their buying strategy. Mm-hmm. They've bought some more known names than previous. But I think it's because they got money, a lot of money for some of their stars. Like you get. Big yeah. money for Griezmann. Yeah. You feel like, do I wait and start trying to grow somebody for the next three years or do I just go and buy Joao Felix, who is the next best thing, and feel like you're going to be in a good place? You lost the guy, the Rodri, to Man City. Mm-hmm. You get big, almost money. 60, 70 that's million. Right. You feel like, you know what? I can invest this money in so many places. So I think that's why the way to try to keep up, they had to buy some of these known names and to reduce the transition time, they don't want to, nobody wants to wait forever and grow young players. Mm-hmm. Aston have done this, and other clubs have done this, and after a while, it gets started. Get there, you yeah. want to compete immediately and Correct. keep up. So that's what they had to do, some of the deals that they did. But for Joao Felix, I honestly don't understand why he's struggling. I feel like he's in that category of player where the team shouldn't matter. He's, he has the talent, he should be, he sh- in my own opinion, I feel he should be, he should be able to perform. As Wenger once famously said, he said of the players, there are 10% of players that it doesn't matter what club they play in, they will perform. The other 90% of players determine the club, the coach, tactics, the tactics determine those mm-hmm. players. Like for example, Henry was struggling in, in uh, Italy. Italy that's he right. moved to Arsenal and became a god. Joao Felix, I, f- I feel like he's, he's, he should be like Mbappe that should be able to perform wherever. 
but for some reason he is not. You know the weird thing about your point is this point you just made. Yeah. It's very, very because we had a discussion when we had the Yao Felix, the Jordan Sancho, um, this thing. I was of the opinion that he went to the right team. Then I felt he went to the right team because this was the team where they could build around him. Mm-hmm. I was of the opinion that Jadon Sancho was the better deal because he was a, a team that was small, was built around the team, not the individual, and they also built... They were built to attack. They yeah, were an offensive very team. Expensive team. Right. Very expensive team. That's a bit of so Dortmund. So. What, what you might be saying was that he, it might be that he's in the wrong team. Yeah, I it think might so. Be the problem might because be that he's... I mean, Golden Boy, he should be able to perform anywhere with the kind of skills he has. I mean, he should be. So the fact that he's struggling means maybe he's that kind of player that needs some some particular so things. The Golden Boy make, needs to be on a Golden so maybe, Throne. Maybe, you know, but like so there are some players, like you say, Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, it doesn't matter where you put it. No, Cristiano Ronaldo is perform. gold. I'm just saying. His definition of gold. Those, those, are, all, those are all-time yeah. players. Yeah. 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 All-time so great players. Those, those are the 10% at, when I was talking about it. It doesn't matter what club you put them in. That's true. They will perform. So that's what I thought Sancho was. Um, not Sancho, Joao Felix. Felix was. But I'm surprised that he's actually struggling because I thought he was that transitional player that could take them to the next level. I just so I'm pers- actually surprised that he's not able to carry it. I just personally feel like, um, what's his name? Simo needs to move the handbrakes. That's what I see. Just let him play. Move the handbrakes. Well, he's not, he's not, not, he's not the only one struggling. He's not, going to, struggling. he's not going to. Struggling. He's not going to. Demar is, is yeah. pretty much... They, they, would have, they would have sold him if they had a chance. That's true. But they just didn't get anybody really to pay good money. So, obviously, the team is too defensive. They are not attacking players are not flourishing. They need to rethink their strategy. And in that case, most times, it's easier to just get rid of the coach and get that's, a new coach with a new philosophy. I think you're buying players that... Um, from people like Carrasco, who is a counter guy to Lemar, they are Felix. You're buying players who want to be on the ball versus players who just want to Bring get the Carrasco ball. Bring Carrasco back. You know who yeah, was there before? Yeah, yeah came they back. brought just him came back. back. Yeah, because he fits into what was there. <laughs> so that's why I think that I, I respect Dego Simeone. I feel Dego oh, Simeone. Oh, I do. I do. Dego Simeone has gotten to the play too, like you said, with let's go to Madrid need another manager that's to take them further he, he needs to go to another club to get further that's it yeah. now we have one last question before we go because we have to start rounding up soon and this is about um, another golden boy who at this stage I don't know if we should call him golden boy now he's a golden man now he's, he's getting into that stage Mbappe Mbappe decided to create some drama at the Drama, dramatic PSG. You know, this is the second time this happened, though. Yeah. It's not the first time. Yeah, it's not the first For time. For But it's, it, it's, oh, like, who else? Who's next? That's what it, because it's almost like you bench one player in, or you give a player that him is getting a run of games but he was being substituted and he didn't like it. When Demaria was being benched, he didn't like it. Cavani's zone just happened a few <laughs> weeks ago. Um, I'm waiting for a Cavani zone to happen. Nima's zone was, has happened earlier in the season. So the question about all of this is, is Thomas Tuchel in charge of his dressing room or he's just there trying to manage a dressing room? Uh, you know you he had a similar experience <laughs> in Dortmund. That's quite right. Tuchel yeah. had a similar experience yeah. to play. And so it's like, when I see Parker there, I'm like, hmm, something is brewing. Is it the manager? The, the problem though is, is, is that players? PSG... This is all their repeat offenders too. Correct. They've done that's it to other people. The players so. have done it. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's the thing. So, yeah, so they can't yeah. win two situations. Yeah, I think Page is a special case because <laughs> same thing happened to Emery, same thing happened to a lot. It happened I think, to Blanc. I think, that's true. Yeah, they just... I mean, it's not, it's not anybody's fault. It's the, play, the star players are way bigger than the coach. So. Mercenary FC. That's what I'm mm-hmm. be called. You have Mbappe and in summer will have two years on his contract. They're trying to keep him. It's, so you have to play with Liverpool. You have to panda by, to him. by himself. He's already. Liverpool. He's playing with Madrid. 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 So we all know this. So what do you do? At that point? I mean, so he feels like if you are not him, I will move. So we all know Neymar wants to go back to Barcelona. So how you have to? I mean, so I think the, the players have too much power. And the players know. And they know that. They know that. They know that. If so Tuchel doesn't win this Champions League. He's getting fired. They know. Yes. They even, know even if, next I mean, season. so they know that. So I mean, it's just so. But what and. I, uh, nothing more that irritates me in soccer from soccer players when the players don't listen to their coach. I it's I just don't understand it. Where you I mean, the coach should determine when the player should be rested, how many minutes you play, and I don't see why Mbappe plays most minutes of most games. Correct. 
come out for 30 minutes or 20 minutes, I honestly don't see It's not issue. a big deal. I, 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 I'm I with you here. Especially when you know me. that yeah. you, you guys are like almost 20 points no, ahead. No, exactly. You don't need the Champions League coming up. They're going to win everything. the league no matter what. Yes. It's just to you for Champions League. I, I cannot fathom. <laughs> I, mean, I cannot even, be, no matter who you are, even when Messi does for Barcelona, it annoys me. I don't like seeing players going against their coach. I just don't like no, it. No, there's times when it's justified, you know. There are times yeah. when um, a player scores two goals, he wants to score a hat trick. There's 20 know. minutes left. You know, those ones you can understand. A player who is telling the manager, I'm fit. The manager saying, No, 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 come out. And the guy's like, No, 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 no. This is a different. A player this, attacking midfielder as yeah, a DM. Yeah. <laughs> this guy literally was, had scored his goal. His team was five, five goals ahead. The, like you said, the team, the team will win the league if they stop the league. The rest of the team will catch 21. up. You actually come out. I, you know, you could have thrown your jersey and go. No, you actually stood there and started arguing with the guy. Right, for everybody. For the TV. It was like, it was done for, it was done on purpose. It was done for the, you know, for maximum effect. Correct. You know. Yeah. I, and I, I, it's put at his point. He's mm-hmm. in a place of power. He wants, he's made it public. He wants to play for Zidane. They know they have to give him all kinds of money to keep him. So Commercial just, value that he brings yeah. to the table. So, I think at this point, he just has the power and he's just flexing it. So, yeah. how PSG reacts is up to PSG. I'll be shocked if they do anything in Champions League. So, Who I mean, are they playing in second round again? I don't remember. I can't remember. Who they're playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll be surprised if they win it. I'll no, they probably won't win Champions League. I don't see they them. But they probably will win the second round this time, hopefully. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I just, like I said, I don't like seeing players. Apparently, when it's not like as if you, you, you subbed a lot, you play most games. I mean, I just don't understand it. And, I mean, but at least this one, I can blame him. The other example you mentioned before, players not or say they're not ready. Like for example, the Chelsea one with um, the goalkeeper. I say he didn't want to keeper. <laughs> that one I blame Sarri because I've never heard of a sub where you tell the player to come out. You show the guy's number, let the guy come out. Yeah. Yeah. It's as simple as that. <laughs> so you shouldn't be discussing with the player. Yeah. Your number is up. Come out. Yeah. And move on. Let's move on. So, but his own case. I mean, Mbappe's numbers were up. He came out and then inside went to whole world to watch him discuss with his manager in front of everybody. So. And he's flexing his muscles. That's all he's doing. He's a young boy flexing his muscles. Before you go, but since you are, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know where you are going to come on again, so I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Sure, your thoughts, fine. thoughts, top four. Who, who's I your top four? Top three, we already know. I think those top three are already there. So who's, who's going to finish fourth? So to finish fourth now, it just depends on how Chelsea play their season. That's uh, a prediction. I, just prediction. From what I, you see. From what I see, without injuries, I, I would say, I would say Chelsea. Chelsea. I think, I think Tottenham will still drop points. Okay. I think, Mine is still in transition. I don't yeah. see Arsenal closing 10 points. So I would just say, for now, Chelsea, they look, they are there. Yes, they're people, struggling. People think season is far off. Season is not far off. That's why I tell people yeah. season is not far off anymore. It's but not far off. We have 12 games left. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I it's almost over. Yeah. No, the, the reason why people do this sometimes is we've seen a lot of um, drama happen from this time. You know, we've seen guys being 10 points ahead in March and losing. That's true. That's so true. That's so true. anybody that's can true. come forth. Yeah. With the way it is, right? Yeah. Arsenal can still but come traditionally, forth. the only funny thing people always forget is traditionally, I think the last 10, 12 years, the team who has been fought coming to January, the top four that's been top four coming to I January has stayed like that. Stayed no, like this, that. One is, this one is, like I said, the other team below them are inconsistent. Yeah. Correct. You don't expect Wolves to come to top four. Yeah. You don't expect Sheffield this to come to top four. This is the last season. You might as well have last season. Yeah. Yeah. So, when some mid-runs, yeah. it became so close. So, everybody thought, oh, yeah. boy, Chelsea. Thought yeah. everybody, everybody, the inconsistency just continued like that. Yeah, like so a merry-go-round. The team chasing them are inconsistent. If Mania was consistent, then I would say, okay, they are not inconsistent. No. Spurs will win one game today, lose two games tomorrow. So I, I just think everybody will going to do the same thing all season. And because Chelsea already has that cushion, they probably will keep it. Maybe okay. by one or two. Where will Arsenal finish? Uh, I think Arsenal will probably finish like maybe sixth. Okay. Because I think they will just to pick up. They have a couple of easy games coming up. They will probably win some of them. I think Arsenal's bread and butter for this season is the Europa League. They need to win that to be in Champions If not, <laughs> I don't see how else they can get to uh, everybody. Every, every, every that's everybody's bread and butter. I think that's the two teams are getting relegated. Uh, Norwich. Obviously. Definitely. Uh, there's Watford, there's... No, Bournemouth. There's Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth will be relegated. Okay, who's the last one? And then there's maybe... Brighton, there's Villa. Ah, it's between Brighton and Villa for me. Let me say, I would say... 
I, I like Grealish. I want Grealish. West Ham is in there. Oh, no, you West like? West Ham will be fine. I like Grealish, but okay. I think... So, yeah, it's <laughs> Manchester. Okay. It's okay. So, <laughs> I, think, I, think Brighton, is I think Brighton, Brighton should be the last. Brighton. Okay. But at least the other two, I'm sure. Of, uh, but the other, let's add Brighton. Yeah, to I think Bournemouth. I agree. Champions I League. Who is Champions League for you? Oh, f- I know it's too far, but just, I just who wins? Oh, yeah. I don't have mercy. I, I don't know. Uh, just for the sake of it, I would like Liverpool to win it again. To make it... Oh, yeah. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. How did you say again? No. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean just, just for the fun. Just for, just, just for the fun. Just to give it to I don't think you're coming back. <laughs> just, just, for, just for the fun. Um, because, I, I mean, I English club... I've said you. it every time. I've said this every time. I think I think Liverpool is going to be there's a problem with this is that you know sometimes um, you know when you wake up you have some like uh, what do you call it you, you see the future yeah, premonition premonition thank you you have some premonition of something bad happening then you wake up and say I pray this doesn't happen yeah, I said Liverpool should not win the Champions League against when they played Madrid they were like my friends were like no we tried to Madrid win it I said no if these guys win this Champions League they're going to start building something they didn't win it. I was like, oh, tango. Then the next season, they won it. Yeah. And what I'm seeing is, I've seen the best club in England, best club in Europe, by a mile. Dynasty. There's no club close to The only thing I can is a big injury to someone like yeah. Van Dijk. Yeah, I agree. I, this, apart from that, I, I, I told a couple of people. Uh, I don't even see any other stuff in there. At least for the league, for sure. No, I know. But for Champions League, I don't know. This, this is the beginning of a dynasty. Did you see yeah. the stats? It is. They are, they are um, so strong. They put from that, back to front. Uh, they put out David De Gea stats. He's played 300 games. He has 120 or 105. Sometimes he has over 100 um, clean, sheets. clean sheets. And I'm like, that, I say, that's great. That's yeah. like one in three. You know, that's really, really impressive. Why do people keep saying this guy's not keeping so many clean sheets? Then I went and looked at Alison. Uh, Alison since he came. Alison has played maybe 70 odd games. That's 30 something. <laughs> that's one in every two games. Like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, so I mean, I think the problem Alison is that. It doesn't make many fancy saves. It just is so big. He has so much good positioning that he doesn't have to make the fancy save. The defense is solid. The Van Dijk is, is solid. I mean, Van Dijk is so calm. I mean, so everything, yeah. everything. I think they'll be fine for the next couple of years. So uh, nobody thinks um, Barcelona, Real Madrid, the usual suspect. I, mean, I think Real Madrid. Nobody so, thinks. I think it's gonna. Be I think Juventus, Juventus is a close tie. Mm. But we have a, a, a pod next week. Next yeah. week is when we do a no, full Champions League preview for second round and just, everything. Just. Um, Taking out loud. Okay. We'll, well, do, we'll do a full one next week. Uh, ladies you, and gentlemen, um, we've, there's always a lot to talk about, but we always have to stop somewhere. Instead, we'll be here forever. Um, thanks again for listening. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Um, look for us on every single place you can find your podcast. If you can't find us on Spotify, try iTunes. We're on there. Castbox. You can find us there. And the cast box is very good because you can find almost all the podcasts there. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Footy80Fantasy. On uh, YouTube, it's Footy Fantasy. On Facebook, it's also Footy Fantasy. Please leave us five stars, subscribe, and we give us as much feedback as you want. Like I say, always say, we want to make a good product, not just a product, a very good product. Uh, thank you all for listening. See you next time. Okay. Ovi, thanks for coming. See you guys. Thank you.